0: Thanks for tuning in today to the Nate Holdridge.com podcast. Today we have a little bit of a different format. We have Christina Holdridge, Pastor Nate's wife in studio with us talking about ministry and marriage. Kind of a follow-up interview to Pastor Nate's article at calvarychapel.com called Ministry and Marriage. So let's get right into it. So today, we have a special guest. This is the first time we've had. I like how guests. you make
1: your hand motions at the beginning, as Nobody if everybody else can see you <laughs> with your arms spread open. What you need to know is that Riley right now has his arms open, inviting you into this podcast. I'm right being now. very Italian right now. Nobody <laughs> can tell I'm being very
0: Italian unless you talk about it. <laughs> Today we have Christina Holdridge in studio with us. Christina, thanks for being here with us. Yeah,
2: yeah, glad to be here.
0: It is so fun having you here. Usually it's just me and Nate, and that's really fun, but it is so great having you here. And today, we're talking about uh, marriage and ministry. So Pastor Nate wrote an article for Calvarychapel.com called Ministry and Marriage. And so this conversation is just kind of a follow-up to that article, and now we're getting Christina in studio to talk about some of the things in that article. So Christina...
1: To critique it, mostly. mostly. <laughs> That's my job as a wife. <laughs> just catch every critique little false point. <laughs> point it out. That's right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Christina, I don't think anybody um, on the podcast has been able to hear your voice really yet, except for just now, but can you just tell us who you are? What What are you all about? Who is Christina Holdridge?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. Well, I'm Nate's wife. We've been married 15 years. Um... On my day job, I'm a homeschooler. We have three girls at home, so um, 13 and 11 and nine, and so <laughs> I homeschool them, which is a crazy adventure. And I don't know what I'm doing, but just relying on the Lord and um,
1: just making overalls and
2: yeah, butter, <laughs> homemade butter, a lot of churning of butter,
1: homeschool 101. on one Yeah,
2: right, that's right. I'm sewing buttons, no. um yeah so that's what I do with my day um most of the time and uh I don't know that's me that's awesome
1: that's so cool well thank you there's a lot more to her than that but that's (laughs) (laughs) That's how I spend my days
0: cool well maybe it'd be fun just to kind of hear your perspective you know we've heard Nate talk about you on the podcast before but we'd love just to hear kind of your perspective of your story with Nate can you kind of tell us how you guys got together and just what that looks like. This feels like (laughs) when we did Riley's premarital counseling. (laughs)
2: That's right. It was
0: so good in premarital. We just got (laughs) to tell the world about it.
2: Um, The short version is that we met at church, and I was uh, living in Monterey to wrap up my um, college degree, and I started coming to Calvary, and we met there. Uh, There's lots of funny details in the middle, but that's the short version. What's
1: tell him about when we first the first night we met what you thought oh of we got here the
0: first <laughs> night <laughs> the first night that we met
2: I thought he was um, a little a little full of himself <laughs> 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 I don't know I was a little shocked um, he was leading a college ministry and he had taught a Bible study and I was new and I didn't know a soul and I was feeling very brave for even coming. And um, at the end of the study, I just kind of turned around to try to hang out with some people, say hello, introduce myself, that kind of thing. And um, I decided to awkwardly leave because I was done with all those first-time conversations. And um, as I was walking out, he turned around and looked at me and was like, well, (laughs) nice to meet you. (laughs) As if. I don't know as why as I had you classic. tell this story. I know. As if I was supposed to <laughs> go horrible. up and introduce myself and, I don't know, be an adoring fan or something.
1: <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. You were cute and I was just being weird. <laughs> I wow. love it.
2: Just, yeah, you were like, what, 21? Yeah. I'll give you credit. Okay. Yeah.
0: 21. So a lot's yeah. happened since then, obviously. That's right. Did you guys get... Married pretty quickly after that? Was that? Well,
1: no, we didn't while? start dating until we were 22. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it was like
2: a year after that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we kind of knew each other. We're friends for a little over a year, just kind of running in the same circles. And then uh, I confessed my undying love to her <laughs> and she reciprocated.
2: Something like <laughs> Something that. Something like <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so we dated for about. Then we
2: only dated six months. Five months, yeah, six months?
1: Four or five months, I think. Okay. January. Uh, February 15th, 2001, June. we started dating. Then we got engaged June 30th, 30th, 2001. And then we got married January 12th, 2002. Wow.
0: Great yeah. memory.
1: Wow. That's got awesome. I
0: think he there. practiced before. He <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's what that sticky note over there yeah. is for. Got it. <laughs>
1: that's yeah. So, so cool. short
2: engagement, but a longer, longer friendship.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But so, um, you know, kind of just totally embedded like in this church environment yeah you know it's like a crazy thing you know sometimes i don't think about it all the time it's not like i weep every time i stand on the platform and think this is where we got married but i do think (laughs) about that sometimes you know like man i got married here uh, this little there's a little walkway up to my office that uh, is kind of like a de facto like emergency exit kind of thing. yeah, and I use it all the time. I don't think hardly anybody else uses it. but when we got married, we walked out of the sanctuary and immediately around the outside of the building, to that little walkway Mm -hmm. and our photographer took a bunch of pictures of us like on this little landing Mm -hmm. that I never see anybody else on and like almost every day when I come to work I go on that little landing I'm like man you know I remember that I remember that day you know it was like uh, late afternoon and the sun was you know getting a little dimmer and uh, we took a bunch of pictures and so yeah I mean our whole and then you know, we haven't left. We've stayed, right. you know, in the church and yeah. just kind of gr- grown up in it. And so we just owe. We feel like we owe so much to, you know, not just the ministry but to the church itself. You know, and mm. and this church in particular. Yeah,
2: right. And I, I kind of only ever knew you on staff at church.
1: Yeah, totally. Which so is that was
2: kind of an advantage for yeah, us. Yeah, we
1: we kind of always talk mm. about that. You know, with people who are, you know, thinking about like. You know, ministry later on, and or uh, you know, wanting to you know potentially get get involved in uh, more like serious, maybe full time, you know, kind of ministry at some point, or or just kind of anything in life. What I what I'm always encouraging young guys with is I just tell them like, hey man, what you really want to do is you want to figure out like what you're about and what the Lord has for you in life, uh, and then do it, and then you know, if you meet someone, you know, I don't know, this isn't how everybody's story works. You know, some people meet in college, some people are high school sweethearts, some people, you know, it's just later on in life. Some people feel called to the Lord get saved, like after they're married, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's not like a rule or anything. It was just nice for us that when she met me, I was doing what I was about. And when I met her, she was doing what she was about. I mean, obviously she wasn't homeschooling children at that point, (laughs) but she was a teacher and she was on her way to finishing her degree to be able to you know be a full-time teacher and it was like we were just like doing what we were about and she Mm kind of saw like oh okay i mean even though ministry looks different for us now than it was for me Mm -hmm. solo at that time you know i'm not at the church six nights a week and stuff like that now but i'm still you know traveling we still have commitments we still have you know pretty full schedule and life so it's kind of nice because we've talked to plenty of people who tried to get into ministry later and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but there sometimes the, is the obstacle of like, oh man, like your life is just so different than it right. used to be and this is hard to get adjusted to. I'm used to you being here nearly every night. I'm not used to the travel. I'm not used mm-hmm. to you know this extra stuff that you're like choosing to do. I'm not used to that, but Christina and I like met each other in that. Context, which was nice. Yeah, yep. interesting. Yep. What, what were those? uh the People did not come to hear me uh, speak. You had though. a lot to
2: say, though. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, was a, that was a lot to say there.
0: That's so good. <laughs> what were those kind of early conversations like? I mean, you, you Christine, were doing mm-hmm. your degree. Nate, you were pastoring like full time. Were you guys talking a lot about ministry, a lot, or a lot about school, or just getting to know when each we other when we were dating? Yeah, and kind of, I guess, like even like those early years of marriage, because I mean, you guys met while Nate was doing full time ministry. Right. And I know it's just a big part of his life. Were you guys talking a lot about ministry at that time? Was that like like a focal point of the conversation, or were you guys kind of talking about you going in kind of your direction, your passions, Nate kind of going in his direction, his passions?
2: Hmm. Well, when we, by the time we got married, I had my degree and I had been teaching in a classroom. I'd, I was a kindergarten teacher, so I was already in the middle of a school year. So it wasn't like, what am I going to do now? Hmm. Or are there dreams to pursue for me? I was kind of doing what I thought, you know, what I knew the Lord had led me to do at least at that point in time. So... We weren't dreaming about what was next for me. And then we honestly decided to have kids pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a year with no kids and then and then got into the business of kids. So by the time we were married, um, a little less than two years, we already had a baby. So it didn't feel like there was a lot of having to decide whose dreams are we gonna be pursuing and following. It was kind of like, Nate's in ministry, I'm a teacher. I'm having kids. (laughs) Here we go. Mom time. Now I'm a mom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we had the conviction and the blessing, I guess, the privilege of being able to, for me to be able to stay home once Mm, we had our first daughter. So, and, and both of us wanted that for me to be able to stay home. So that was kind of like decided. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, it it does. I guess I was curious if there was like a, um, a time where you guys kind of like, I mean, those two directions, like studying and pastoral ministry, seem like they're just kind of different directions. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it wasn't like a big issue, like, I'm going to pursue, pursue these dreams, and you're going to pursue these, but we're going to be married. And mm. it was kind of like, it seemed like it just naturally, you
1: both were like, we're going to be married, we're going to have a family, we're going to do life together. Yeah when, you, yeah, when you were first asking the question, I thought what you were kind of wondering was like, during those dating years, did we did a lot of our conversational space get filled mm. up with like ministry church yeah, talk. Totally. But hearing Christina answer I'm understanding more like what you were asking about. But thinking about it that way, I think that kind of did help prepare us just for like oh this is what life is about because you know <clears throat> I I was really like consumed just mentally with The ministry that was in front of me, that little college ministry, you know, like I took it really seriously. I loved it. I wanted to to develop it and to do really good with, do really well with it, and and, you know, make it stronger. And I was like concerned for that little community. So I would talk a lot with you about Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. and I think that that probably helped kind of prepare us for. Oh, this is a little bit what life would kind of be like for us if we did get married there would be discussions about you know how the church is doing how ministry's going there would be like nate wrestling with that kind of stuff yeah. and christina mm-hmm. being like a great sounding board and hearing me about different things and you know being so supportive in that process and seeing the times that it was just like i'm tired you know this is hard and uh you know being exposed to all that i think right. happened early on
2: yeah you're talking about when we were dating.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aside from me just kind of telling you how beautiful you were and just stuff like that, just <laughs> all, the yeah. Hourly babies. Yes, yeah, spend like hours yeah. just talking exactly. about writing yeah. Once I got that out of the way for a couple of <laughs> hours, then we'd talk about life. That's right. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. In the article, Nate,
0: that you wrote, you talked a lot about how, um, how you guys have developed just intimacy through date nights together. And so I guess even just thinking about the conversations that, led you guys to connecting um, so personally and being focused on ministry. I know that just like in addition to that, that you guys have talked about how date nights have been a real helpful thing for you guys' marriage and friendship mm-hmm. and intimacy. Mm-hmm. So what what does that kind of look like? Because I know, Nate, that being a pastor, you probably have all these things spinning around your brain a lot about ministry. But when you're coming to Christina and you guys go on a date night, like what, what does that look like to just be like friends and do you guys talk a lot about ministry? Do you guys talk about just the kids or just get to just be with each other? Date night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they are just so varied and different. They we really are, are they? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think the benefit of a day, a weekly date night for um, if you fight for it and you can find a way to have it, um, just in a, in a general sense, is that there's this known time that you're going to have face-to-face, uninterrupted, Um, Focused time together. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Yeah, that's what we like about it. Just kind of a like, hey, life is busy. So it's just helpful to know that we're going to have a chance to catch up.
2: Right, right. But as far as what we talk about, it really, it really varies. I mean, there's time, I mean, I think it's just depending on what the other person is going through Hmm. and. Um, what's happening? There are times when the whole night is dominated by me trying to pick out the next homeschool curriculum or something mm, like that, or yeah. a struggle I might be having with a daughter. Um, or there are times where it is a lot more ministry-based uh, conversation, and we're talking about maybe a personal struggle Nate's having or a decision he's trying to hmm. uh, grasp that he's grappling with, tr- a decision he's trying to make. So it really varies. I think. Our goal in date night is um, to be connecting and supporting each other on a personal level, but those things are so personal, ministry right. or yeah. that you know, our kids or whatever. So we're not like, no, you cannot talk about church ministry during date night because that's so much, it's not Nate's identity, but right. it's what he's spending his time and his heart and his guts and his mind, all of that is going into it. So we want to talk about it and I want to hear how he's doing with it. I don't know.
1: Definitely, I think for me, like on the on the because I'm on the end of like if we're gonna talk about uh, the ministry in the sense of like being the pastor of the church and stuff mm-hmm. like that, then that's gonna come from me initially, and then we'll start talking about it. So I've I've noticed for me like a real thing that I try to uh, do is, you know, for one, I want to be balanced. So if there's If I'm just feeling like, you know, we've just kind of been talking a lot about this or, you know, we don't really need to right now, then I just try to Mm -hmm. move and shift into other things. However, when there is like a burden or concern or an update or something to rejoice over, a thing that for me that I've really tried to do is I just noticed how I could have easily the tendency to say to Christina almost like the same exact things Hmm. that i would say to if i was in a meeting with like the pastors of our church right so then it it was like there's no new information here this is not me like opening up my heart to my wife this is me as a pastor like sharing with one of my like confidants you know kind of thing Hmm. and so i've really tried to in you know sharing stuff about the church or like where i'm at it it's like i'm trying to take advantage of the fact that this is un, this is a unique opportunity yeah this woman loves me and we have obviously a relationship that is so far and away different than the relationship that we have with anybody else including me with the pastors of the church. So it's like here's a chance to really like share like in my heart, this is what I'm going through. And to kind of self reveal, I think, in the process. Right. So I think that's been helpful and important. But
2: sometimes it takes us a while to get there where it's like Totally. And you just need to hash things out a little bit. You gotta talk a little bit. And then that kind of thing sort of rises to the top. Yeah. Oh right, this is where my heart is. Oh right, this is what I'm thinking or feeling or struggling with. Sometimes it just needs to, it just needs some room. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think if we ever had a time where we, it seems like maybe early in our marriage, maybe we did, but did we ever have a time where we just had to say like, we just, we need to get, we need to take a break from talking about the church.
2: Hmm. You know, I, I can't remember a time like that. I think maybe because I'm not in a staff role or something like that. I don't bring to the table a lot of my own perspectives, uh, uh, as far as like the inner workings. I have perspectives on things that you're talking about, but right. I don't. I don't bring to the table like something as if I were on staff. Yeah. That might be a time when it's like we just need to stop talking about ministry.
1: I think yeah. I do remember before I was the pastor, the lead pastor of the church, the times that our church was going through like difficult seasons mm. and kind of just us knowing like we got to just give it a break mm-hmm. we can't this right. is so hard to go through okay. it's just a hard season right and so we need to laugh right and we need to For just sure. like enjoy just each, each other yeah because yeah, that's one thing that's nice i think in ministry is that uh at least with us it can kind of be a, like real refreshing kind of thing where you're remembering oh the like my position and our fellowship and like how it's doing it really isn't our ultimate identity not that our marriage is our ultimate identity but it's like this is this is who Mm -hmm. we like no matter where we're in where we go to church and what church we're a part of for the rest of our lives and sometimes it's hard because we've been a part of this church our whole married life right and it means so much to us you know it feels like this is our family Mm -hmm. but you know the the reality is like we're going to be married no matter what and it kind of just helps like oh this is nice We right. kind of get back to right. like this is the this is the lighter easier kind of yoke yep at yeah. least for us yeah i don't know how your marriage is riley but <laughs> <laughs> well i know for
0: for me and chesley you know we've really looked up to you guys and the way you've done date nights and how you've held that up and we try to do a date night every week for us, I know we have some weeks where things are just pretty crazy. You know, we have um, right now we have a few nights out a week. Sometimes it turns out to be more nights out than we would actually hope for. So mm-hmm. sometimes we're like, "Hey, date night's got to be date morning. We had right. breakfast or something like that." That's a
1: good call, bro. We've been yeah. talking about how golden <laughs> date mornings are. Date breakfast. You're so awake. <laughs> yeah exactly so available the like, day man, hasn't hit you yet. The, older, yeah. the older we get and the you know our kids just you know they're gro- they're like growing up mm. now you know so they don't go to bed at like seven o'clock you know as much right. as i would love that that'd be so great mm. just have them go to bed at seven wake up at three mm. <laughs> <laughs> have the living room all yourself <laughs> yeah, exactly. just <laughs> um but so like their bedtime is just later and later and and in our bedtime, it's just getting earlier and yeah. earlier, you know, because we're just kind of fatigued. Yeah, we're really awake in the morning, sometimes at night.
2: We're a little mm. tired, a little sleepy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
1: So do you guys try to just, I mean, I know how
0: you've said it before, Nate, how that's just like a real, and you were even just talking about how it's a vital part of just like being refreshed and how that even encourages you in the ministry you're doing at the church and how just the relationship that you guys have when it's good, it's like, all right, things are good i can keep moving forward and i think we all feel that too when things are good it's just like we're like oh yeah we can see that uh are that you saying you can tell
2: when we fight
0: <laughs> it gets pretty it gets uh, uncomfortable at the office Man. pretty uncomfortable oh my
2: goodness <laughs> don't be bringing your home life to
1: work oh, i babe. just come over here and i just start tearing into people it's, it's ugly <laughs>
0: I've heard you talk about though, Nate, where like we wouldn't actually see it, but I think like you made it on a personal level. You're like, yeah,
2: I know what you're talking about. You feel about. like good
0: about it. Is there like a, um, I don't know if this is a deviation from that conversation so much, but like when you talk about marriage and ministry and how like marriage, when it's, when there's like some, just some good intimacy there, when there's honesty and connection, how that's just like kind of like a life giving thing for you guys. Is there ever times where you hold maybe, marriage above ministry or ministry above marriage or is there like a priority kind of thing there are they just Mm. connected I know you guys were saying that like ministry kind of like is a part of life so do you guys have that in your brains like a hey this is more important than this or I prioritize this over this or
2: yeah I don't think
0: boundaries um, I guess
2: you could step in here but off the cuff I don't think there's like a It's one is always more important than the other sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's certainly not like um, our marriage takes precedent over ministry every night of the week. And, you know, whenever Mm -hmm. I feel like it needs to. And it's not vice versa either. Um, I think it's being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I think it's being sensitive to each other. I think it's being sensitive to the season that we're in, like the just our time and our schedule and our family schedule and the church schedule. So there are times when as a wife, you're like, okay, this is uh, what being married to somebody in ministry feels like right now. And I value that ministry. I think mm-hmm. what my husband is doing with his time and his life, what we've invested in together as a family is so valuable that it is totally worth some sacrifice. And then there are times where um, after conversation and, um, you know, being honest with each other, it's like, you know, we need to have more nights at home mm, or yeah. we need to take a break and get away, uh, just the two of us. So I feel like it's, uh, a lot more, what, what's the word for it? I just feel like it's, it's fluid, almost, fluid. Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah, was going to say sense. flowy, but that's not a good word for it. <laughs> uh, fluid. Yeah. Where it's a constant conversation mm. so that, um, one is never always winning over the other. Hmm. Not any. Do you have any thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I, I was probably shaped a lot by, um, you know, my childhood experiences. And, uh, you know, gro- growing up with a dad who was a pastor, you know, I could see how serious of a commitment it was. Totally. Um, and then there were probably times where I'd wished that the boundaries were a little bit stronger uh I mean he did a great job and is is and was a really good pastor but you know nobody does everything perfectly right and <clears throat> so I think that for us I kind of carried that into uh-huh. our marriage a little bit our family a little bit so um
2: sort of a fear of not having enough boundaries
1: yeah and being uh like absent you right. know from you and yeah. being absent right. from my children so um you know there are so many times where yeah you're it's like you just know with every decision you know if i say yes to this i it's kind of like a in a in, a, in effect i'm saying no to mm-hmm. my family if i say yes to my family here i might have to say no to this ministry thing so we've had to have uh, just continual discussion about it you know as yeah. the years have have gone uh, by you know when i was younger Um, there wasn't, you know, when it came to like travel and stuff, it was more based or more connected to, uh, like a season that I was the missions pastor and then a season that I was the youth pastor. So it was like trips that you just do that are connected to that. And so we'd have to have discussions about, like, okay, you know. Obviously, you know, with doing youth ministry, we're going to do some camps. We're going to do some different uh, outreaches and some events, you know, so what's reasonable? How much should we do? You know, stuff like that. And then uh, when that shifted in my life, now it's more like, okay, you get invited to speak at men's conferences and different events and things like that. How much is uh, appropriate? You know, so uh, we actually had uh, our pastors help weigh in on that and Mm -hmm. kind of describe for us like here is what we feel like is a balanced rhythm for you uh, as far as like Mm -hmm. the amount of Sundays every year that Mm -hmm. you uh, would it would be healthy if you did not travel more than that Mm -hmm. and uh, like the back-to-back kind of thing like they kind of protect me from some of that kind of stuff so it provides not like a hard and fast legalistic grid but just to help and like thinking through and going like, gosh, yeah. you know, cause it's just, it's all good stuff. You know, totally. I had a friend text mm-hmm. me the other day. He's like, Hey man, can you come out and do our men's conference for us? You know, at some point in March or April. And we're like, I'm like looking at it and I'm thinking like there are a couple of weekends that I really could actually make it in March or April, but mm-hmm. there's other weekends that we've, that we already have stuff that I'm going to go to or speak at or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I know what that would do to the feel of the whole month. And so it's real helpful to be able to fall back and go like, no, we've already kind of talked about this. That's too much, you know. And then I think like in general, that's just travel kind of stuff, which really does impact our kind of our life flow a lot when it happens. But I think also just like the seven-day week, we've kind of determined that, in general, we don't want to be doing more than three nights of, like, church work every week, you know. That's been helpful, too. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think uh, within our own marriage, maybe something that, you know, for other people they can be working on or keeping in mind or whatever, as far as all this is concerned, is just um, I think there's a real culture of, like, safety and honesty between the two of us, where mm-hmm. you feel safe and honest or um, free to be honest about this is what I feel called to, this is what I feel really burdened about. I really think I should be doing this, whatever men's group or such and such thing or trip. And um, you have the freedom to be able to tell me those kind of things. And I feel very safe and honest in saying, when I feel like it's been too much, when I haven't seen you enough, blah, 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 fill in the blank with all that. And then I kind of think the other thing is just a real practical, on a real practical level, is just that we do calendars. (laughs) And we're maybe not great at it, and there are seasons where we're more on it than others, but just to be able to look and talk to each other about our calendars and lay it out month Mm -hmm. by month, week by week, and know... Okay, this is what you got going on, this is what I've got going on. Here's some white space. Let's cross it out and protect it. You know, mm. that we're gonna call that a family yeah. night, we're gonna call that our date night. I mean, just practically that's that's a real help in
1: mm.
2: in marriage and ministry. Yeah, big life. time. I
1: mean, we probably ideally we would sit down every week and mm-hmm. kind of just hash through like what's coming up that next week and what's, you know, lightly, more lightly what's coming up the next month or two. But probably for us, it happens more realistically, like every three weeks right. that we sit down and actually have that meeting, which we, I think we'd like to have it more regularly than that. But it's so helpful, you know, because right. it's just there's just so much going on, you know, and especially when you're, you know, you multiply the calendars by having kids, you know, they have stuff going on and there's just different things to coordinate and stuff mm-hmm. like that so and you
2: see the reality mm-hmm. like whoa i really am gone a lot or whoa yeah that's really that's that true. really will be a big impact yeah. on our whole. <laughs> sometimes
1: <family. laughs> after that meeting i'm like i gotta cancel some things <laughs> i'm so stressed so out. i'm yeah. so overwhelmed just thinking about what the next <laughs> couple of months are gonna be like yeah <laughs> but then it's helpful too you know like last week was just uh for me a gnarly week it was kind of right. crazy And I'd made some decisions kind of going into it where I was like, I know this is going to be kind of a crazy week, Uh, but by us being able to talk about it, I was like, okay, that's what this is going to be like. right. So Mm -hmm. we're going to do that this week, and uh, this is how it's going to feel, and here's some like, you know, normally we'd be hanging out on uh, maybe like a Friday early evening, but not this week right. it's going to be you know working on sunday's message or something like that you know so it just kind of helps to go into some seasons that are more intense knowing together that it's going to be a more right. intense season
2: and kind of agreeing on it
1: That's yeah exactly because there are yeah, it's times not me just it... like informing her no, 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 you no. know like hey by the way right. the next couple of years I'm not going to have too much time.
2: No, but I mean a lot of times it's like, okay, you know what? This is a season where it's going to be more than 3 nights of the week.
1: Mm. This is going to be a month
2: yeah. where we got something on top of that, but we understand that, we think it's worth it. We're going to do that and then we're going to take a break from that. So it's mm. g- kind of going into things as much as possible eyes wide open.
1: Totally. And I mean I I think it's like it's love that helps mm. you say like when somebody when somebody is saying like this is kind of hurting now you know like this is hard that makes the other person say like oh what can we do you know what can we shift what can we change cuz you know i mean a lot of the those kind of pressures are just life pressures right. you know we talk about yeah, that all the definitely. time you know like this isn't like something that's just like only ministry people you know and the, everybody else just has an easy situation it's yeah. not true at all right. It's just a lot of it in ministry, I think, is that uh, what is unique about it a lot of times, and maybe someone who's like self employed could, you know, relate to this, but you're choosing so often mm-hmm. the stuff that is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's making you do it. Right. And it's just like your, your love for the Lord, your desire to see God do it's stuff true. that you're like deciding, um, I want to do that. You know, I have this idea or I have this thing I want to lead, you know, and you're, you're making that decision. So that's, I think, a unique part of it. Yeah, you know, so and that can create a tension in marriage that's different hmm. than if I just was looking at her saying, hey, babe, boss the boss said, right. I gotta go to Albuquerque, you know, like for a few days. Yeah, like that's just uh, well, if she's gonna be mad, it's like, well, I don't like your job and I don't like your boss. But if I say, you know, I feel like yeah. the Lord wants me to go and this is an opportunity, you know, then it's like it's a little bit more like a personal mm. decision yeah. that you're making. So that can be a challenge. That's I think true. it's it's uh, even more important for a ministry couple to really talk things through. Totally. Yeah,
0: it yeah. sounds like there's just like a lot of communication, a lot of grace and honesty about what God's put in your heart to do and kind of like right. helping each other through that and to move forward together. It doesn't sound like it's just like a one- Or the other kind of thing i honestly think that the engine
1: for all of this sorry to cut you off but i just did but i i really feel like the engine for all this is that christina like she said earlier but it's really true she loves Hmm. the work of the lord she believes passionately in it and i feel like that is an ingredient that has just been so crucial Hmm. for us to be able to do ministry and marriage together you know, simultaneously because that belief like is so helpful mm. to me. Cause when yeah. she is saying like, it's intense right now, I, I mean, honestly, like that normally doesn't happen. Normally it's me. I'm the one that's like, <laughs> I kind of wuss out before she, I, I, can, I can think of a few times I have. I can... Yeah. Right. I'm so weaky. <laughs> but, uh, if that happens, then it's like, I know that she believes in yeah. what's happening, you know, yeah. but yet this is hard. So, what can we do it's not like a well you just don't really believe in the work of the lord mm. it's not mm. that at all it's like i know she believes in it she's so passionate for it yet it's just a little out of balance right now so we need to get things mm. dialed again yeah very cool with that christina what is um kind of your
0: personal role at the church look like i know you're not on staff i know you're at right. home with the girls most of the time but right i know there's a me an expectation that some people put on that's kind of unfair for pastors' wives to maybe be um, super, super involved with, uh, like, a, like, a women's ministry or serving in the church in some kind of way. Um, and I feel like that's not really a pressure put on you, which I, I'm thankful for. I think it's a good example for the women in our church and the moms in our church and the wives. But what what is your – like, do you, do you participate at the church? Do you serve in a way, like, on a Sunday or during, like, a service?
2: Mm-hmm. Um – Yeah, I think it's looked really different over the years that we've been married. Um, And I guess it looked different even when we were dating. But um, Mm. yeah, I love the church and I believe in what the Lord's doing in our church, but I believe in what the Lord wants to do through the church as a whole, you know. So Mm. um, I get excited about what I can be a part of here. So for me, I love attending. So I'm here whenever... There's a service for the most part. Um, I mean, I'm not here at all the services on a Sunday morning, but, um, and then as my girls got a little older, I think our youngest was five or six out of the three when I started um, serving in children's ministry, like on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And I do okay. children's ministry because I love kids. And um, I feel like the Lord's kind of gifted me in that area. So that's why that's the spot for me. Um, and then I, but I do you
1: run the children's ministry. No, I don't
2: run the children's ministry. I run the four year olds class at 9 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> she uh, has a very popular class. That's right,
1: that's Thanks. so cool. I have seen some very, very large four year olds in her class that I suspect are like six and a half <laughs> just hanging out with the four
2: year olds. Oh, they're just... the best. Uh, Man, yeah, you've
1: been four for a long time, your parents are not moving you on. <laughs>
2: And then I, I i take part in women's ministry and I sometimes serve within the women's ministry. I'll teach here and there. Also, because I feel like the Lord's maybe gifted me in that area and mm-hmm. I have things I'd love to share. And um, the woman who runs women's ministry in our church, she is always giving me opportunity as much mm-hmm. as I would like. So cool. when time mm-hmm. allows, and um, like especially in the summers, I attend the women's study, I'll teach. I don't know. What else do I do?
1: I think other than that, like in you know actual, you know, embracing church ministry. On top of that, it's probably mostly just in different sporadic times where you'll take on like a mentoring right? opportunity, yeah, um, or. You know, like when we did the premarital for Riley and Chesley. Right. You know, different things like that. Yeah. As you as you're able to kind of fit it into your schedule. I mean, we were just talking about yeah. that last night, yeah. how sometimes it's a challenge. We're trying to figure out some new things schedule wise to be able to make mm. some of that kind of stuff happen a little more right. easily. You but know, there were times she's wanting right now to meet with one of our church planners wives, you know, before right. they go out and spend oh, cool. a few, you know, some consecutive weeks with mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm and uh, you know, figuring that kind of thing out. Yeah, right. which
2: actually takes teamwork on our part. Um, and then there were times when we didn't have kids that I was like full-on high school counselor and Nate was leading the high school ministry and I was just like going on every trip and doing every activity and there every time the high school kids met
1: you and were bringing high school
2: girls in the home <laughs> and yeah, breaking all the rules.
1: She, was, low, she was my most rebellious <laughs> yeah. counselor like youth worker and there was that nothing so I could awesome. do you know like oh, okay so that's what you did okay <laughs> <laughs> I could discipline I everybody else <laughs> <laughs> that is so rad
2: yeah so yeah and then uh, obviously I'm in the role of just being Nate's um, supporter yeah you know biggest mm-hmm. fan I mean I gen- genuinely am so hmm. a listening Hmm. ear and all of that so so.
1: yeah I would I think I mentioned it in the article just briefly but yeah there's she obviously does things and is things to me that nobody else in the church right is allowed to be should be uh or that I'd want to be you know so there's, she just has such a unique role. So I, th- I think a lot of times that's totally overlooked when it comes to a pastor's wife. You know, like, so what do you do, you know, in the church? It's like, well, duh, I'm <laughs> married to the, the lead pastor. Like, I'm trying to, you know, I, it, there are so many times where she's, like, comforting me, encouraging me, taking the, like, load off of life for me, helping me just kind of laugh and like enjoy things, yeah. you know, if, in a fresh way. So I mean, that's like a really huge ministry that I think a lot of times is, you know, overlooked when when people like you ask the question, <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah, do you, in the interviewer. church? <laughs> Jeez.
2: I think we 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 had great role models in that and our church has been a great blessing because there hasn't been at least I don't hear about a lot of unmet expectation right. on my part right. from what other people yeah. are thinking about so and we had a lot of great role models and your dad included I really liked how said, my dad did that yeah. you know what What mm. you feel called to what you feel gifted in just and, and what your life and your season will allow you run in that you don't live under other people's expectations and and you know uh, we've talked to church planners who it's like well there's nobody to run the children's ministry there's nobody to lead worship and so for a season just out of service you know the pastor's wife will do that and that's great that's fine you shouldn't just like draw Hmm. these like stark black and white boundaries of i will only be at home and only do what i'm perfectly called and gifted to do of course there's seasons that aren't like that so for us is that's what it's looked like though Hmm. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and it's been great.
0: Yeah, I have to say, you know, um, I've just seen you guys' marriage at a distance, but I'm super thankful for your ministry to Nate and how your marriage has kind of just, I feel like it's colored a lot of the things that we do mm. here and the way that Nate speaks and the way he loves on the church and everything. So I really thank you for that. And aside from that, you as a person, I know, have really blessed me and my wife. So thank you for just being Christina Holdridge. You are a huge blessing to this church. (laughs) So, Thanks, Ryan. um, Yeah, I'm really thankful for you. Well, just to kind of wrap up this conversation, do you guys have anything that you want to just say, maybe to encourage a young couple who's just getting into ministry or anything kind of that you haven't shared already?
2: Hmm. You got anything, babe? I got (laughs) to (laughs) think.
1: Yeah, you know, if you are a if you are a pastor, you know, or an aspiring pastor, you know, and you feel that call of God in your life and you're heading in that direction, you know, I would just encourage you that um, no matter no matter what kind of model is around you, and no matter what, if maybe even if you're in a church culture or environment where the ministry is kind of held up as as everything, even if it's unstated, but yeah uh, marriages or families are being sacrificed on the altar mm-hmm. of ministry you just break that cycle mm-hmm. you know you don't have to go that route you need to look into the word of god and you know understand that one of the major qualifications of a pastor is that he manages his own household well and if you're able to do that and you're listening to your wife you're you know being encouraged by her you're encouraging her you're loving her you're going to be a better pastor because you're going to do those things that you're doing in the home for the fellowship, for the church, you know, more easily. Mm. And just remember that, you know, the people that are in the fellowship, you know, obviously you're going to have different levels of interaction with them, but your wife, like she's your wife and you're going to have her till the day that you or she dies and you want to, you know, pour into her because you know folks in the church will just even with the course and nature of life not good or bad reasons but they will come and they will go mm-hmm. but your bride she's yours so you know give yourself to her in a way that is so far and above stronger and different than the way that you give yourself to the people of the church
2: hmm i'm I don't know. I don't think I'll be well, as well-spoken as that, <laughs> but um, I think what first comes to my mind is that as a as a woman, maybe, um, to develop, if you don't already have it, and to cultivate, to keep it going, just a real love for the Lord first, mm-hmm. but then for the, the ministry of the church, the purpose of the church, the calling of the church, the specific... Um, church that your husband or potential husband, future husband is serving or is a part of, you know, to develop a real vision and love for what God's doing there Mm -hmm. and and through that work, because you'll be then so much more excited to see your time and his time go to those sort of things. So um, that would be one sort of word of advice and I think secondly just like we were talking about earlier kind of creating that culture within your marriage of I mean there is part of a marriage ministry it's like Nate's saying one side of like laying your life down for your bride and prioritizing your marriage in a lot of ways and then there's the other side where it's like be willing to lay your own desires down Hmm. for god's calling as a as a wife maybe sometimes i I don't know if that's always specifically to a wife but be willing to lay your own desires down or what you think you deserve from your marriage or from your husband um for for this bigger picture of serving the lord with your life so uh, it's it's always a um it's it's like we talked about earlier. It's not always one or the other, marriage or ministry, but the willingness to lay your own life down, your own desires down, your own perspectives down, your own perceived needs down, um, for the other person and for what God might be doing mm. is um, is important. So,
1: mm-hmm. Amen. And have a good time. Yeah. Have a good totally. time. <laughs> you know, this is ministry is serious business, but you know we have one shot at it. Mm. You know, one life. So, you know, have a good time in your marriage. Have a good time with your family. Have a good time, you know, with the church. Don't take yourself so serious too seriously. Yeah.
2: And yeah. sometimes we can we've even noticed that in our in our own marriage, like, oh, we're getting too serious. We just need to be like lighthearted and totally. fun and laugh more and just that's do good. silly things and do fun things. Yeah, that's important.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for that conversation and just on behalf of Calvary you know we're just so thankful for you guys and your marriage and the way you guys are an example for us so thank you for that if you guys are listening um, still you guys can check out the article that Nate wrote at calvarychapel.com in the show notes and you can follow Nate um, on twitter at n Holdridge. so we'll see you guys next week thanks for tuning in thanks for having me Yeah, thanks hon. hey thanks for joining us today if you'd like to read some more articles from pastor nate you can always go to nateholdridge.com and browse through all the archives everything's there and if you'd like to have his articles sent to your email on a weekly basis you can also sign up for that at nateholdridge.com and while you're online please share this podcast with a friend we would greatly appreciate that and also stay tuned for another episode next week but until then God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.